Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast, uh, The Bright Side of Autism. Today, we are going to talk about mindful parenting for autistic children. Today, we are going to cover practical insights and tools to help parents understand autism spectrum disorder, overcome challenges, and successfully raise children with autism throughout the use of DPT. Using skills and mindfulness activities. And today we will dive into the world of mindfulness parenting, exploring effective strategies that can transform the lives of both parents and their autistic children. Let's uh, begin by understanding autism spectrum disorder and its unique challenges. Um, autism is a neurodevelopmental condition that affects communication, social interaction, and behavior. We'll explore the core characteristic of autism, debunk common misconceptions, and discuss the importance of acceptance and empathy uh, towards autistic individuals. Uh, individuals or children or teens with autism. Let's start. Um, parenting a child with autism can be both rewarding and challenging. In this segment, we'll talk about some of the common challenges parents face, such as sensory sensitivity, meltdowns in public, uh, or even in the house and communication difficulties, uh, we also highlight the effective coping mechanism for parents to better support their children during tough times. So the one thing that a lot of parents are facing is when people don't understand what is autism. They might see your child with autism in, in Walmart, Metro, or in supermarket or a Toy Story, and they're having a meltdown because they didn't get what they want, the sound was too much, the, there was smell that was the, not, not for their liking, uh, it, you changed their routine, you went from one Walmart to another Walmart and they're not used to that Walmart, all of those things can create a meltdown with a child with autism. And when there is other when there are other parents that they don't understand autism, they think that your child is spoiled, that it's a, your fault because it's a problem with your parenting style. And it's not the case. And that is something that we need to educate other people. But sometimes it's not our job to educate those people as we need to work on understanding the child that we have right now in front of us as therapist, as a parent, as a caregiver, uh, or a member of a family or a teacher. That's our job right now. So the thing that we need to understand the most is people might judge you as a parent. The thing that I do, that I'm doing with um, if I see that kind of a situation, I will address that parent and ask them, would you like me to help? I'm a development therapist. I work with kids with autism. 
Can I help you with something? Can I bring you the groceries that you need? Can I help you with your child to make him busy a little bit or anything else? But I would not say, well, look, I'm autistic, I'm a therapist. Here's my card. You don't know how to handle it. Bring me the child to the therapy and I will fix it for you. No, that's rude. But you always want to make sure that you give the parents the option of help. Some parents will like the, to get help. Some parents will not like to have help. And that's fine. Both situation is okay. I, I have friends that they have kids with autism. And <coughs> sometimes when the child has difficult time, I would ask if they want help or if they need help. Sometimes they will tell no. Sometimes they will say yes. Either way, I will help them. So one of the things that we can work on is understanding other people. Another thing is delicated uh, behavior therapy. It's a proven approach that can benefit both parents and children with autism. Uh, one of the key components of that method is emotional regulation, mindfulness, distress tolerance, and interpersonal effective and explore uh, how those skills can adapt it and applied in the context of mindful parenting. So how do we do uh, the mindfulness in a therapy or in the room or in our house as parents? Mindfulness is a powerful tool for managing stress and promoting emotional well-being. We are going to introduce right now the mindfulness practice specifically tailored for parents with autistic kids. From breathing exercise to mindful communication, we'll explore uh, how being a parent in present in the moment can positively impact the parent-child relationship. So, you need to see what works with your child. So, there are kids that we can teach them, I see that you're upset right now. What I need you to do right now is to breathe for 10 seconds, 10 breaths, and we will calm down. The other thing is to say, I, your level of voice is over here. I teach them level one, level two, level three. So level one is our conversation right now. It's very calm. It's very soothing. We don't talk about things that very high volume. Level two is I'm giving a lecture right now to the school. Uh, that is the, and level three is the basketball field. We are shouting, we are in recess. That is the level. So you need to find your mindfulness strategies that you prefer. There are people that will do the zoning, uh, the red zone, the yellow zone, the green zone, and ask the child, which zone are you right now? Now, there is a, a small trap that people fall into when we are talking about a child with autism. One of them is during a tantrum, we're implementing mindfulness strategies. Now, why it will not work? 
or when will it work? Those are two different questions and they're very good one. Now, why would that work? Think about this. You're in the middle of a storm in your life and someone asks you some irre irrelevant question for you. In your opinion, it is irrelevant question. Are you going to give an answer to that question? No. If someone tries to calm you down when you're in the middle of the storm and you don't know how to calm yourself down, that not that doesn't work. So we can let the storm fade. Then we can talk with a child and say, you know, I, I saw that you were really upset. How can I help you? Can I provide you any kind of help? What do you think will help you? For example, would it help you to go to your room? Or would, you would it be helpful for you to have a fidget toy or anything else? So when I will see you having a bad day or having a temp, that problem, we will know what to do. So calming down because when you stress, I am stressed. So I want to help you and I want you to help me. So it depends on your child's age. It depends on your child's abilities. It depends on the child's level of autism, of course. There are different ways. And we are going to talk about in different forum for that. So the thing that we need to work on is the building a strong connection with our children. And it's vital for their growth and development. Uh, let's discuss the way of enhancing parent-child bonding. Develop better communication, foster a nurturing environment that encourage your child's strength and interests. How would we do it? We can do by observation. We observe the child's needs. There are three kinds of communication that your child will show you. One is any neurotypical kid will do it for you, to you. They will talk to you. They'll say, wow, I love Lego. I love Minecraft. I love uh, Roblox. That is their interest. You can enter their world and play together. There is the nonverbal child that plays and you will need to play next to your child. That means that you are trying to enter his or her world by providing them with comfort for their, what their needs are. The third one is the bubble boy. The bubble boy doesn't have interest. It seems that they don't have interest, but they actually have interest. Their interest is very limited. So it's a limit, that bubble boy will be a child that will throw sands, uh, pour water, repetitive behavior that seems to us as odd. We really want to eliminate it because it bothers us as parents, caregivers or teachers or therapists. I actually, as a cognitive development therapist, I love those behaviors because I use them as a communication tool. When we use communication tools as throwing bottles, pouring water, uh, rice or anything else, we can enter the kid's world and creating a bond with our kid. 
Now, when we're talking about creating a bond with our kids, we need to make sure that the child looks at us as people and not as furniture. If your child is climb over you just to get to a, something else, or they're taking your hand every time and you see that there is not really a connection, uh, you can tell a person, stranger in the street, don't do that by the way, take my child's hand and the child will just walk with your child. It means that they are not there yet to build a bond in a way that other two kids that we talked about will be able to. So you need to build that bond and you need to build also the situation where your child understands who you are and who they are. Now, there is some practical mindful activities that can be incorporated into your daily routine. We can talk about sensory based activities like what we just said, the use of water, the use of sand, the use of light, the use of food that might they like or not like, and visualization technique and how to create a calm and supportive space at home even to help your child to be mindful to where they are to help them to be in a situation where they are calm and be able to communicate now i have a message for you parents and or caregivers uh, taking care of yourself is just as important as caring for your child Let's emphasize a very important issue. The significance of self-care for parents as it directly impacts your ability to present and to be present, sorry, and be supportive. Uh, we'll explore, um, we can explore simple yet defective self-care practices that can help you. One of them is me time. It's okay to have a me time. It's okay that if you need half an hour for yourself and going on uh, to your bath and have a bubble bath or just sitting and looking at the ceiling for half an hour. Because if you are not able to take care of your child because you feel overwhelmed, you feel that you are under a lot of stress and having a child with special needs is a lot of stress. It's much more from a neurotypical kid. Neurotypical kid might make a mess and you can tell them clean up and they will do it. A child with um, disabilities, it's much more harder because in one way you think, I don't know if my child can do this. So I don't know how much help I need to provide. And on the other hand, I don't want to make them do something that they will fail. So you need to take care of yourself. That's completely fine. Nobody will judge you. Surround yourself with people that will understand you and your needs. If you have a friend in your life that tells you you're being selfish, I have good news for you, you don't have that friend anymore because that is not your friend. Because they don't get that when you are teaching your child 
to pick up a fork and put it back where it belongs and it takes you three months to do it or potty training that will take you longer, it's a small victory that you are celebrating right now. It's a milestone and you as a parent have received and it got to a point where you should celebrate. For some parents, it's very important also to understand that positive reinforcement and understanding your child and where they are is very important. I'm a cognitive development therapist and that means that when I get a child here in my clinic, in my home clinic, the first thing that I'm looking at is where they are in their development scale. My approach is much more bottom-up approach. What does it mean? It means if your child is four and their milestones are at the age of two and a half, three year old, that is my starting point for creating a development plan. It means that I would see what is missing from uh, their inability to communicate, their inability to create social scenarios, all of those that things I will look at and we'll go from there, okay? So as we come to an end of our episode, I hope you found valuable insight and practical tools to embark on your journey of mindfulness parenting for autistic children. Remember, understanding ASD Embracing mindfulness and incorporating DBT skills can lead to positive transformation in both your child's life and your own. Thank you for joining me on this episode and I will see you on our next episode.